in our relationships, we all tend to find ourselves doing things that we think are totally innocent and harmless, but are actually creating damage to our partner. I refer to this as a gas tank and just depleting the gas tank and depleting the gas tank. Uh, And eventually... You're just dry, right? Putting a hole in it. Yeah. Absolutely. And you don't even realize that it's happening. And it creates loneliness in the relationship. So we are giving two examples today of what Wes has done to me in our relationship and what I have done to him because we think it's a pretty common issue. So here we go. Hi, I'm Tira. And I'm Wes. Welcome to I Get It, the podcast that lets you know we are all on this wild ride together. And speaking of wild rides. Okay, okay, Wes. <laughs> we are here to have those hard conversations you typically don't even have with your best friend. Yeah, from navigating parenthood to living with adventure and generating income so we can actually retire one day. No topic is off limits, and we call body parts what they are. Life isn't always easy, and you are not alone. Welcome to I Get It. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear I'm me? Like I can't hear myself. Wes just got me new headphones. <laughs> How's it feel? We didn't do a mic check. Feels great. Yes. This is my first time listening to the intro as we're diving into the podcast and hearing it say, we call body parts what they are, reminds me that I had the sex talk mm. with the child. But- like... Sex Talk 2.0, more in-depth version recently. And I was explaining, they were just asking about anatomy Mm -hmm. and what, what all, what everything does down there. What brought it up? Um, A doctor's appointment. Oh, yeah. And um, I explained that babies come through your vagina. Yeah. And if you could see the eyes pop out of this child's head... (laughs) It was remarkable and... I mean, it is remarkable in every sense. It really is remarkable in every sense and astonishing and absolutely terrifying. And right now, this tiny human is going through all of those emotions. And speaking of humans flying out of vaginas, this last week was Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't do a Mother's Day podcast. It has to happen to be a mother. It is. Well, not true. Yeah. That's that's not true. Yeah, you're right. Um, you can become a mother in all sorts of ways. I actually 100%. texted a couple of women in my life that help me with motherhood mm-hmm. that have not adopted, have not birthed children themselves, that would not necessarily celebrate that holiday, but they make an impact on moms. And I think it's important to recognize them because, man, I would not make it without women in my life. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting here at my kitchen table looking at the most beautiful flowers that West Wages gave me for Mother's Day. I hope every woman listening felt cherished and loved, whether you are a mom in waiting, a mom that is overwhelmed, you know, a mom that has adopted your children, whatever that looks like for you. So thank you for being here and happy Mother's Day to you all. Happy Mother's Day. What are we talking about? Man, t- <laughs> you just like say it like there's no easy transition for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we today are talking about a topic that we have mentioned in a few different podcasts without diving into detail in this way. And that is the small cuts that we do to each other that over time 
can create big wounds. Yeah. And we've mentioned it in the terms of microaggressions for our, the racial divide in this country. We've mentioned it in terms of relationships, but we have been dealing with this personally in our own relationship here recently in finding that, that we've been doing this to each other. We've been making these small cuts and Wes and I, we've been having some, some blowouts here recently. 13 years in, there's still things like small things that you say that bother me. You know, (laughs) I think though that these are things, I don't know, the first few years of our marriage, we kind of glided through. It was seamless and it, it took us a bit to get to this point where now when these small things happen, we're more aware of it. We're more quickly annoyed or more quickly like, ugh, don't say that or that yeah. bothered me. And it may be just because we're more comfortable with each other. We're more comfortable in ourselves and uh, more aware of what actually does upset us. So we're having these conversations, but we're even still having them in the form of like fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we genuinely are coming out of two to three weeks of just, I mean, we've had great days, but we've had more disagreements than typical. Mm-hmm. And um, we mentioned some of what is causing it in last week's episode sexually, but it's also happening in the form of these little tiny cuts that we've been doing to each other. And we talk about how there's a phrase that like actions speak louder than words. But when it comes to relationships and when it comes to different love languages, yes, actions mean a lot to me. Follow through means a lot to me, but I'm a words of affirmation person. So for me, words carry a lot of weight. Yeah, they do. And for you, actions carry a lot of weight. 100%. And we've seen how we've been unintentionally hurting each other by using these two things. For me, it's words and for you, it's actions. And I don't think that most relationships mean to hurt each other. You know, I don't wake up in the morning and think, how am I going to hurt Wes today? What am I going to do to just royally tick this guy off? You know, that is not my intention. It's good to hear that though, because recently I was just like, man. Oh, come on. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, it's, it's just, and I know that's not your heart either. It's not your goal. That's sometimes in an argument, I'm just like, Tira, you know, my heart, like, yes, you know, that I'm not for vengeance. I'm not trying to do the wrong thing here with you, you know? Right. And that is something that just recently you have started saying really in the last, our arguments over the last two weeks, Mm. you've started reminding me in the midst of the argument of my intention is never to hurt you. And if I have hurt you in this way, I want to apologize to you for that. And just being reminded of those intentions goes a really, really long way. Because I remember specifically one of the arguments in our bathroom, you were saying that, uh, that that was not your intention. And it clicked for me that, and I remember just saying to you, you know, sometimes I say things that hurt you too. And that's not my intention either. And so it was just really easy for me to forgive you in that moment, hearing what your intention was and was not. Yeah. And remembering for myself, like, oh, I do that too. And I know what my intention is. Yeah. It's like, 
in the middle of the fight, in the argument where you're on opposing teams and saying, hey, let's remember we're on the same team here. Right. Like we're fighting for the same purpose. Let's, right. Let's get back to the cause. Right. Well, and, and by saying like, oh, I do that too, it's so much like that was a morning fight. And sometimes when we fight in the morning, we get to our office and the guys are like, oh gosh, what's going on? <laughs> we just, ca- we carry it throughout our whole day. We can't. I'm I don't not, know if I do. I'm not one. To, and I'm admitting that right now. <laughs> yes. I'm not one that quickly gets over things. Yeah. And and you easily show your cards. You know I, sh- I, mean? I have no cards to hide. No. <laughs> and that is true for every human on earth. If you meet me, you know my cards. And so that morning specifically, we had a morning fight and then we got over it, dude. That is an yeah. actual miracle in our lives. And that was because you stated your intention. And so I don't, and I believe that's true for most relationships. I think that unless there have been some really deep damage and you're at the point, you, if you're at the point, I guess I should say that you are waking up and you're intentionally wanting to get back at your spouse, or you feel like you need to stick it to them in any way. First of all, I don't judge you. I don't shame you because I don't know what y'all have walked through together, but that is a signal that it is time to reach out for help. Mm. If you actually want to stay married to that person and you're having any level of those emotions, find a counselor because at that point you're not going to make it through without a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of effort. And there's obviously some pain you need to unravel there. Yeah. But for those of you that are waking up and you don't have that intention, but yet you find yourself throughout the day or at the end of the day and you've gotten mad at each other and you're like, what has happened and how did we get here? Or at the end of a long week, you feel resentment or loneliness towards your spouse. It is probably because one or both of you have been making these small little cuts that over time have now developed into a wound that now... It's going to be this blowout fight that you're going to have to stand in the parking lot of Auto Dock <laughs> on a Thursday night and work through it. That may or may not have happened this last Thursday night. Maybe, maybe not. Literally, if this um, office has an outside camera, I thought anybody that's watching this right now <laughs> knows every detail of our relationship because Wes and I literally broke down our relationship outside of a business <laughs> last hey, week. I know if they do or not, you know, so. but we made it through. And so we are going to share today. Cause I think that what we struggle with is common. It's something that a lot of relationships struggle with and what Wes struggles with may be what, the female in the relationship does and what I struggle with, maybe what the male does. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's gender related. It can be neutral to either, but I do think that these are common for relationships. Yeah. So we're going to start with Wes's area where I tend to cut him the most. And that is when we are asking our partner to do something with us. And they are continuously saying no. So we're going to give you some real life examples and what this has looked like for us in the past. And these are actual conversations that we have had at one point or another. Yeah. You said earlier you wanted to do some role play. I was like, (laughs) I'm all in. Let's do it. And you're like, no, for the podcast. I was like, 
I'll still so do I it. just crushed. That was one way that I crushed your dream. <laughs> You're asking for role true. play, and this I'm is, like, this no. is exactly what happens. <laughs> so let's just go into it further. You want to do that? <laughs> no. uh, so here, I'll say a few things. Um, hey, T, you want to go to the Christmas party for my work? No, I already have friends. I don't need any new ones. That's a hundred percent. That actually what? happened. Yeah, when we were dating. Uh, hey, T, want to go sit on the porch with me? It's like fifty degrees out there. But I have a blanket for you. Mm, it's so cold. It, my bones hurt when it's that cold. Yeah. That happens quite often. Hey, T, you want to go to Nashville this weekend? I got a babysitter for the weekend. Oh, no kids. It's too just much me work. Just me and you. I'll go get a free hotel room. Yeah, that's just too much work. It's too much work. I don't want to pack anything. I don't want to unpack anything. No. No? Okay, cool. Yeah. It's just, I, I didn't want to go without kids either. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, hey, want to go get tacos? Because you know what's my love language? Tacos do not sound good. Cool. They don't. Yeah. I, I had a heavy lunch. Tacos just do not sound good tonight. Yeah. But you can get like some guacamole. No, on that just, no, it does not sound good. Yeah. These are really real conversations. <laughs> uh, hey, T, want to go have sex? We can make it quick. T. Hey, Tira. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. I, I've got to go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. <laughs> this, this feels so real to me, <laughs> like doing these things, you know? I can't tell you how often I ask you, a, like, you know, <laughs> maybe a sexual comment and you just don't say anything. <laughs> There's just absolutely zero response. So I want to know right here in front of everybody. Oh, gosh. Do you actually hear me? Yes and no. I think that like, so sometimes our oldest son, we will say his name a lot to the point. I don't know if he knows what his name is. I wonder where he gets it from. He just, he has zero response. And I know he hears me because I'm screaming his name at him, but he has just tuned me out. And I really think that that is what I do sometimes. Yeah. When it comes to your sexual comments, it's like, I know they're coming, so I just tune you out before they even happen. Mm. So I'm not fully aware that they're coming, you know? And guys, these are things that we have worked on, you know, and I, I'm not saying that that's okay or, or anything like that, but You're this is an area me. of struggle that we have had where, yeah, for all of these things, I have been the one in our relationship that is so quick to say no to most things Wes asks me to do. <laughs> hey, T, let's hire somebody for our business. No, no. I'm too scared. I'm too nervous. Hey, let's, T, let's go buy a property and move her. No, absolutely not. I don't know how much work that is. T, let's travel the country. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that has been a theme in our relationship. Yeah. For many years, and I wouldn't say that it's the theme anymore, but it still happens. And but Wes now is giving you examples of large asks, and I want to really be aware that we have these small asks too. The mm. simple, "Hey, will you come and sit on the porch with me?" "Hey, you want to snuggle up and watch a movie with me?" "Do you want to go on a date?" or "Do you want to go to the symphony?" with me, you know, things that maybe the other partner doesn't exactly enjoy, but you enjoy. And so you're asking them to do this with you. 
And when we are constantly bombarded with that no, it's so much more than just the, nah, I don't really enjoy that. But what it does is it creates loneliness yeah. in the relationship. And it makes you feel isolated and ultimately that you're not worthy of your partner spending time with you. And it's interesting because as long as we've been married and as confident as we are in our relationship, when we put those little asks out, it's still a level of vulnerability. 100%. It's and, and and I would do want to say this, not just, you know, that's typically like male where the always asking in the female, because I think this is more of a personality thing, right? They, yes. That's what I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I'm always just game for anything because I'm just right. a seven. I want new experiences. I mean, literally like if you've asked me to go get a pedicure, what do I say? Oh, he's gotten a pedicure with me before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to go get a couple's massage? Yes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's just because of my personality. Do you right. know what I mean? Because I want to experience new things. Right. A hundred percent. And so when we are putting ourselves out there and we're having those asks, the times that you have asked me for these small moments and I've said no to you, what that does, it's like this little tinge. And I don't know any other word for it. That's just the word that comes to mind. It's like your heart just like has this little like, Ugh. is that the right feeling? That sound? Does that yeah. sound match It's like the a beautiful rose that only has so many petals. <laughs> And then every single time a petal falls okay, off. Okay, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but it does. It's just like, oh, that hurts a little bit, you know? And and it doesn't hurt enough for you to maybe even say it in that moment. The, hey, you want to go with me to the symphony? I think that's a great example because that is something that maybe one partner would enjoy more than the other. Mm-hmm. And when the partner says no, it's like, oh, man, now you have to choose. Am I going to go to this thing that I desperately want to do by myself? Or do I just stay home and not enjoy the thing that brings me joy? And all of those little like moments, those ugh moments that we feel, they they add up and they create this like mound on top of each other where it really does create a feeling of loneliness. And and I'm not saying that I have to have all of the same hobbies as Wes and I have to do all I do not say yes to every single thing that Wes asks me to do, or we would be bankrupt. (laughs) A hundred percent. But I have definitely come to realize over time that my yeses bring him life. They bring him joy and they fill his cup. And so I have learned over time balancing the yeses with the noes. And I may not say yes to every property he brings me, but I can say yes more often when he says, hey, do you want to come and sit on the porch with me? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to go and have lunch with me today at a restaurant that I may not necessarily enjoy? Jimmy John's. Oh, I did definitely said no to that today. <laughs> <laughs> People tell hate, Tara that Jimmy John's is not so bad. I hate Jimmy John's. And the fact is, is you you choose Subway I did. over Jimmy John's. And I have no shame in that. If y'all want to judge me, judge me. I hate Jimmy John's. So if it is something you absolutely disdain, I see you. Poor I Jimmy. S- what did he do? Like, but if he had asked me, normally I would not say yes to Subway. Absolutely not. Like that is not on my list. 
But if he would ask me to do something that's not on my list, but I don't have actual hatred in my heart for it, I have become more likely to say yes to those things. Hey, you want to buy an RV? I didn't want to do that. No, I did not want to. Renovating an RV was not my plan. But yeah, like I'll absolutely do that with you and for you and have learned to enjoy the process. And it's not something that brings me joy. I would much rather get on an airplane and take my daughter to New York and explore Broadway shows and Zara. But in this season of our life, I recognize that this is what's best, what our family can do, and that it fills my husband's cup. Yeah. And experiencing new things, whether I like it or not, having new neighbors over for dinner, whether I like it or not, fills my husband's cup. And I like the neighbors, but I have anxiety around new people. We literally went to a park not long ago, and it was like 30 new people there. And I was... It was great. (laughs) It was Wes's favorite day. (laughs) And I was exhausted when we left. Yeah. But I'm able to recognize, yes, saying yes to those things, I can say, I can give up two hours of my day. Mm -hmm. I can do that to say yes to you, knowing that after that, you can recognize she needs a break. (laughs) And so it's this back and forth thing. When I'm saying yes to him, that, that doesn't mean I'm losing any part of me. It doesn't mean I'm giving anything up. But it fills him, and then it motivates him to to then say yes back to me. 100%. So it creates this beautiful cycle with each other. Yeah, like in those moments where you go to a park with me and meet a lot of new people, I know it takes a lot out of you. So that night, I'm totally willing to have sex with you. (laughs) You know? That's a horrible real life example. You are willing to cook the dinner, to do the dishes, like to do the things that help me. (laughs) Oh, that was a horrible example. (laughs) Now I feel guilty that sex is not the top thing, but let's be honest, it's not. And that's okay. I love you. you, I mean, you're absolutely right, T. Um, It does. It gives me more more fuel. Uh, This is the gas tank you know, to my sex machine. <laughs> and when it's low, that's funny. I saw a t- when I was in high school, I saw a t-shirt that said that when I was at a rodeo in Mississippi, just saying. So I always remember that, but yes, it is a fuel tank. And so when I'm, my fuel tank is higher, I have more fuel to give to you. Absolutely. You know? So let me go take care of this crying baby. Okay. Yeah. So just in case, uh, that wasn't your crying baby if you heard that in the background. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure he, people hear that, you know? Yeah, he is still crying. So oh. if you continue to hear it, just he's fine. Oh, Let's he's just went checked on him. Um, but yeah, sorry. We got sidetracked and I'm sitting here thinking, if you can't tell, Wes is struggling today because <laughs> every joke he makes is sexual. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> um Bottom line, when it comes to this area of these little things we do to each other, these no's that we say that add up, essentially, Wes used to call me the dream killer. That was his actual term that he referred to me as really often to other people. Sorry, that's kind of mean. But it was true. It was. Yeah, it was. Because I said no to you in so many ways. I said no to the big things. I said no to the little things. I said no to anything that made me slightly uncomfortable. But now I'm realizing how important the little yeses are. 
And the more I can feed into those little yeses, the more I can say no to the yeses that will cause us bankruptcy. <laughs> True. Valid. Because hashtag balance. Yeah. And I think as a partner that is always asking, you know, and wanting to experience new things, I think it's okay to get uh, a refusal every once in a while and not, not get your feelings hurt every time. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I, I'm going to add this very quickly. One thing I have done in this area that has helped is I hear you all the way out. When you have your idea, you come to me with this grandiose idea and I'm like, well, these are the reasons we actually can't do that. And that has worked really well for yeah. us. To be a dream killer, you actually have to kill dreams. But what you can be is a dream listener. Ooh, okay. Look at that. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, and and as someone with a lot of ideas and wants to do new things and all this kind of stuff, it really helps. For sure. Um, and not that a, you know going and swinging on the porch is a grandiose idea, uh, but it's just a lot of, hey, let's do this different than every other night. you know. And if you're not hearing no constantly, when you do, it's not as painful. Yeah. It's It's not as... Okay, because I've already said yes to you for all of these other things you've asked me for this week. That so I then can, I'll be willing to watch The Bachelor. That that I can give up for you. Yeah. And you you're not currently feeling alone in the relationship because I have snuggled with you watching The Bachelor, which you're the one that's wanting to watch it, <laughs> and going on walks and going to eat tacos and doing the things that bring you joy, having dinner with the neighbors. That way, you're not feeling lonely yeah. at this point. Yep. So now we're going to move on to the little things that we have seen that Wes happens to do in our relationship that are the small cuts to me that I also I'm seeing is a really popular. It's trendy right now. Oh, trendy to like offer these small cuts. So I'm trending. Yeah, <laughs> you are trending, but I don't think that's a positive thing. Oh. And it's something that I'm also trying to be aware of for you as well. And this is like fine line that we have to walk, which I think both of them are fine lines of managing the no's with the yeses. You can't always say yes. And this one is how we talk about each other. And for me, words carry a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And we think that we want to be funny. And sometimes that humor can come at the expense of our partner. And I have I follow a few people on social media. And there was one girl specifically that she would make these reels or TikToks making fun of bad things that her husband does. And it was very humorous and very, very relatable. It's like, ha, 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 look at this horrible thing he did. And look at this annoying thing that he did. And I related to a lot of those things. So that was like what understandable how he doesn't close the cabinet doors. Oh, my gosh. Huge pet peeve of mine that you don't close the cabinet doors. The refrigerator. Yes. And so I started following this person. And because of that? Um, well, her stuff was funny. She okay. was funny and yeah. she's positive. And, um, and so I started following her and not two weeks after I saw her following her, she announced that she's getting a divorce. Wow. Yeah. Like super, I know it was super ironic so timing. You her? No, I'm still, I, I want to unfollow her at this point. Not because of her divorce, like yeah. whatever your story is, but now it just feels like toxic positivity because she's still always happy. And I'm just like, girl, if you're going through a hard time, if you, don't act like you're still the everything is 
perfect in the world. But you, you gotta get those I mean? followers. So. Yeah. And so um, that's a whole different thing. Anyways, it just really reminds me that our words, whether in teasing and whether in realness, they carry weight to them and they do affect us. And I am super sensitive to teasing. I was the middle child growing up and I was teased my entire life. Whether it was from a sibling where even something as simple as the, oh gosh, the game in the car where the song comes on. They're like, who is this singing? I freaking hate that game because I never know who was singing. <laughs> and then I would be made fun of because I wouldn't know who's singing the stupid song on the radio. Yeah. And, or in school, I was teased for my skin. You know, I was called Snow White and I didn't have eyebrows. I was just, I was teased for the way that I look. And so teasing to me feels super personal and I'm very aware of it. And also I had a friend one time say, that there's always truth to every tease. There's always a little bit of truth behind it, or you wouldn't have thought of it to begin with. And so when Wes says something to me that's teasing me, I'm like, ooh, there's truth behind what he's saying. So he actually thinks that I'm this super lazy, unworthy person that doesn't do anything around here, which I know that's not what he actually thinks. You want to go to the heart of what I said? On that specific time? Yeah, that specific time you had made a joke about you always making breakfast and me not waking up for it. And I feel very insecure about me sleeping in right now. But let's be honest, I've also been awake for the majority of the last eight years. So Mm -hmm. a part of me also doesn't feel guilty about that. But then when you're teasing me... I hear you're getting defensive right now. <laughs> and like, but I hear Tira, you're lazy. Tira, yeah. you don't help me. You don't show up for me. I do these things for you. And what are you doing for me? That's what I hear. And it, it's a little cut and that's not your intention. Mm-mm. And I think that this is becoming because it's popular on social media It's this like new way that we communicate. And I'm also realizing it's not just how we are communicating and teasing with each other, but even how we're communicating and talking about our spouse just with like open groups, like other people. Oh yeah, so-and-so always does this really annoying thing. Or I'm really annoyed by my spouse for this. And I just, I think that that creates negativity around each other. And I feel like it's my job as your spouse to protect who you are Mm -hmm. in our home and in our relationship and outside of it. And yeah, if you're doing something that's annoying to me, I'll just say it instead of feeling like I have to tease you about it in order to do that. And yeah, there's, I have my best friend that when you are in a fight, I can talk to her about it because she knows you personally. She has a personal relationship with you. She knows your heart. And I'm also telling her every positive thing you've ever done at the same time. I'm not just talking openly, negatively about my spouse all the time. And I think about creating these small habits, it makes us more and more comfortable to get more serious about it. And when we're talking negatively negatively about something, 
then negative feelings grow there. We're just creating space for for bad things to come. Mm. Whether we're talking about how the other person looks, because I'm just going to tell you, men, whether it's a joke, whether it's serious, never talk negatively about your wife's appearance. No. Period. And I think that that is something that happens that, ha, 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 the wife teases about maybe her postpartum belly because she's insecure about it. Or she teases about her chin. You know, I my double chin. The second Wes says something about my double chin, now I'm like, super aware, super insecure, super nervous about it. And so I think just being aware of these things and creating negative space for each other, whether right now it's in the form of teasing, it's small in the same way it is with saying no, it's these small things that add up over time. Yeah. And knowing what those triggers are for each other. Because yeah, Wes and I, we do tease each other about certain things in sarcastic ways, but I tend to tease myself more and he teases himself more than we do each other. So it's not that we don't joke with each other, but we're very aware and he's becoming more aware of the things that make me feel small and worthless and ugly. Whether he, which I should, I'm saying whether he means to or not, I know he doesn't mean to. Right. That is never his goal to make me feel any of those things. And so we're learning more and more what my boundaries are of what makes me feel. I never want him to make me feel insecure about the way that I look. And and I know he doesn't either. And so as we're learning these things together, I just have to be vocal about, hey, when you talk about me sleeping in, if you don't want me to, just say that I don't want you to sleep in. But if you tease me about it, it makes me feel guilty for it. And then I don't want to do it. And then I'm resentful because I was up in the middle of the night with a kid. Mm-hmm. And so don't tease me about it if you actually don't want me to do it. And so we just have these like super blunt, if, say what you mean and mean what you say. That's what my mama always said. And if you want to make a joke, <laughs> make a joke about something else, yeah. you know, not about the thing that makes me insecure. Yeah. And so both of these things, and it may even be something different in your, your relationship, but I have talked to women that their husbands or women tease their husbands about something with their body that makes them insecure or we have the saying no constantly. Yeah. And if you have something else, figure out what those things are. What are the things that are causing you to feel these little moments of like, ugh, that, that hurt or ugh, that just, that didn't feel very good yeah. and pinpoint what that is for you. And for us, it, it tends to create an atmosphere of loneliness in yeah. our relationship. Which is what we do not want. Which is the absolute, <laughs> that's the opposite point of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> we never want to feel lonely when we are in each other's presence, 100%. And so I hope so much that this kind of clued someone in to maybe something you're doing in your relationship, maybe something you need to have a conversation. I think it's always important we check ourselves first. And that was something I had to do. Check myself. Oh, Tira, you got to start saying yes to this man so you don't make him feel lonely. 
and then clue in to maybe what else could be happening. So check yourself. What's something that you may be doing that's creating these moments of pain for your spouse? And then have a conversation and start to get out of that practice because the bad part is, is these are habits that we've created at this point and unravel the habits and then just continue to practice. And none of us are going to be perfect. Wes and I are genuinely having these conversations on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. They're getting faster and we're able to now say, these are my intentions. My intentions were good with you. And I'm very sorry that I hurt you. And I hope that that is helpful and that you can, I don't know, apply it in some way. Yeah. So if you would like to have this conversation further, if you have anything on your heart that maybe you want to talk through as you dive deeper into these thoughts, you can find me at Tierra Wages. I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. And thank you so much for being here. Please share this episode or any other episode that has helped you with a friend on social media. Just get the word out about what we're doing here. Yeah. And we are very thankful. We are. Earlier you said the word joke. Yeah. And my mind just went totally like, that's all I could think about. So I just have to say, uh, one of my kids this afternoon came home. Oh, gosh. And they had a joke. And I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, what is a unicorn with no horn? I don't know what. A horse. <laughs> Yeah, our kids have the worst. I thought jokes. that was pretty good. I, <laughs> like I was pretty impressed with it. I congratulated them. Maybe a little bit too much, but okay. So okay. Well, there you go. There is a joke that you can tell your own four or five year old in yeah. your house. I wouldn't go above that age. We do talk about sex, but we have G rated jokes <laughs> on this podcast. There you go. Thank you so much for being here. I know that life is a little crazy, and there are days that you feel a little crazy. Especially when you say one little thing and then your spouse has completely shut down. You are not alone. I personally get it. Uh, Be happy and love each other. Peace.